0: It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. Now it's time for your hosts, the wonder twins of customer experience, Adam Toporek and Jeannie Walters. Well, Jeannie, ye of little faith, you did not think I could do it. Do what? Have an entire podcast discussion about artificial intelligence without mentioning Skynet taking over <laughs> uh That is true. As I realize that I'm adding this to the intro, technically, I did not make it through an entire episode because I'm doing it now. (laughs) Okay. I lose. You win. Congratulations.
1: Oh, I'm just going to take out that sound clip and make it my new ringtone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You would like that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, much like Skynet, much like the idea of Skynet, you're disconnected from reality. So that makes sense. You see. (laughs) So we are talking about artificial intelligence today because it is is one of the most important conversations we're having in customer experience. Obviously, it is changing the game in a lot of ways, and not only changing the current game, but more importantly, giving us a lens into a, a even bigger changes to come. And we yeah. really get into that today with our guests.
1: Yeah, we do. And I think it's It's a challenge, right? Because we've talked about AI for a long time now. We've talked about machine learning, but we've also seen some of the missteps that have happened with it, and people have become a little cautious about it. Because when it first rolled out, we saw some chats go a little cuckoo. (laughs) What's the right word?
0: (laughs) Uh, Cuckoo was probably family friendly, and we'll stick. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so I think this discussion about kind of combining human intelligence and really human activity and behavior back to machine learning and vice versa, that's a really important discussion. So I'm glad that we had it.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, you can't, you know, we go to a lot of these conferences, I'm sure many of our listeners do, you know, in the CX space, and there's just just the change in the last five years of who the vendors are and what they are doing. Yeah, and the technology side of experience is fascinating and you really you got to keep up with this stuff if you' if your company's not doing it to be you know to really sort of stay at the forefront of CX you got to keep up with this stuff and guess what we're bringing you just the conversation to help you do that because uh, there's a lot of good you know meat in this conversation about mm-hmm. the topic.
1: Absolutely. So let me tell you about our guest. Our guest was Anthony Bryden. He is the CEO and co-founder of Directly, a leader in customer support automation that works with enterprise companies to launch and train virtual agents that double their automation rate. Companies like Airbnb, Microsoft and Samsung use Directly's expert in the loop AI platform to tap the expertise of their most experienced customers Delivering content, training, and answers to their virtual agent to significantly boost performance. Anthony graduated from Yale University with a BA in psychology and philosophy and currently resides in San Francisco, California. Anthony, we're so happy that you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us.
2: Real to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we're going to jump right in because it seems like we can't scroll through a list of articles or a set of podcasts without talking about artificial intelligence and customer experience. But sometimes a lot of people tend to worry that the goal of artificial intelligence is completely to replace humans. But <laughs> we're hoping that's not true. We we always think of it more as a blend, as a combination, and I think uh, that's sort of your perspective. Tell us a little bit about how the combination of humans and artificial intelligence are going to change, maybe even revolutionize customer service as we know it. You know, I
2: think I think for some organizations and and some ambitions, some companies do have the idea uh, that automation will uh, replace uh, people in different roles. Uh, it, that's a theoretical. Practically, we're discovering. It is very difficult to make automation work without injecting human intelligence into these systems. So the the two ways these systems are growing up are automation that helps uh, humans. And in the customer service context, that's automation that makes agents more effective. The area that we focus on is injecting human expertise into the automation systems uh, uh, so that those systems can perform better. We call that expert in the loop. Um, both approaches have humans uh, uh, providing some essential elements that the machines cannot today.
1: And so can you tell us a little bit about how that works and what are those essential elements that machines don't have?
2: So, so in, in the systems that we build, we, you know, we, we focus on a technology that's called expert in the loop. And what that means is that we help companies build these networks of domain experts uh, you know, for Airbnb, it could be hundreds of five-star hosts. For Microsoft, it could be hundreds of Xbox gamers. And those those domain experts um, have a context and an understanding and ability to actually train the systems to work better. So when customer questions are coming in and a machine is categorizing them into two different camps, those domain experts um, can actually label those, those different clusters and help build out those clusters more effectively so that intents of the customer are actually understood. You know, that's a simple example. Um, you know, machines may be very good at, at, at casting and categorizing into A, group A, group B, and group C. They're not necessarily good at understanding what A and B and C are about. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. where networks of domain experts can, can really help. In our platform, uh, we fiscally reward, we pay these networks of experts uh, for doing those tasks, and their rewards increase as they make the machines more and more effective.
0: It's like uh, Wikipedia, except the end user is a machine, not a human that's trying to learn the information. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you're sort of you're crowdsourcing in a way. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the word you use in in what you do, but it's sort of the principle of crowdsourcing, right? Yeah, we
2: we actually get to use machine. You know, it, it's fun because we use machine learning and. In two respects. Um, One, um, you know, when the tasks uh, come in, when when a, a, you know, a customer intention needs to be understood, um, we're able to use machine learning to figure out which domain experts to send that work to. And then when that work is done, uh, we've got the ability to put it back into the machine so that machines can do the work or answer the question more effectively. Um, So I think, you know, that we're, we're actually using machine learning on two fronts. To tap the right people at the right time for the skills that they're good at, and then to make the the machine smarter. But there, but it is definitely about uh, these networks of experts providing the context, uh, um, you know, and the understanding that the machines can
0: Oh, I love that. So I want to play like devil's advocate for a minute because I, I pretty much you know, believe in this, and I believe we always should use uh, you know the, the technology that we can to get the most effective business results. But it's. Almost seems, if I play devil's advocate, like if you send the question enough times to the human, the case, the issue, and then the machine learns from it, eventually it's teaching the machine to – the person's teaching the machine to do its job. So what would the counter uh, answer to that be or would that be a yes? So, um, so that is a yes, but then you have to imagine the scenario
2: where the context changes all of a sudden. So the machine is very good at understanding – Um, the ins and outs of your cell phone um, because it understands the Android system that has been out, you know, for six or 12 months. And then all of a sudden on your cell phone, uh, the Android uh, OS changes or the app that you're running changes. And all of that knowledge that the machine has about the way things are supposed to work instantly becomes irrelevant. Um, So that, you know, um, so, uh, you know, I think to your point, in areas, where, you know, that is an area uh, where that human knowledge, that human insight of the, um, can be used to then retrain the machine, you know, through that inflection point of new knowledge and new context. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to your point, in areas where knowledge doesn't change, where, you know, the, the, an- it's, the answer to question A is the same on Monday and Friday, you know, and, and Monday and Friday a year from now. You know those are those are positions where um, human insight and uh, uh, human context and those human skills will become less important. Uh, but um, the uh, the the industries that are moving quickly, you know, and the world is moving quickly right now. Um, uh, you know, those are areas where that that human understanding is going to be perpetually valuable and perpetually critical to making these machines work. You know, the the important thing to understand. Um, automation, um, you you know, automation is not a new phenomenon, 40, 50, 60 years old. And, but, but the final frontier of automation, the most difficult challenge of automation has been automation actually interacting, um, with a person in, in undirected ways, um, undeterministic ways. What do I mean by that? Um, well, ATMs are automation that replace bank tellers. Um, and they were really quickly adopted and really quickly accepted because the, the way you interact with that is very prescribed. You know, there are there are a mm-hmm. set of deterministic actions you put in your keypad, you determine how much money you're getting, and you're out. Um, uh, 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 virtual agents and conversations uh, with machines is very different. When you ask a question, when you say, it, say a sentence, that conversation can go in a thousand unpredictable directions. That's why this is the fr- final frontier, um, and it, it it has proved a frontier that machines alone can't solve, you know. And you can look at you know any of hundreds of kind of chatbot fiascos over the last five years, <laughs> yep, you know, to kind of prove it. So it's it's a daunting challenge, but it is it is one of those areas where human insight and expert expertise, um, you know, provides an advantage that is going to be sustainably acquired to make that work.
1: And so what are some of your kind of favorite examples of how this combination of machine learning and human learning really um, has served customers? What are some of the examples that you see that give us hope for the future <laughs> of humans and robots living together in harmony? <laughs> so
2: so one, one of my favorite examples, um, you know, comes from the, uh, the gaming vertical. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, companies like Xbox and riot and rockstar. And, uh, it, it's one of my favorite examples because, um, game speak and gamers, you know, if you've gone on these forums, you know, and you've talked to the gamers and you've heard the language, it is almost like a foreign language.
1: It is, you know, it
2: the, totally the, is. The, slang, yeah. the acronyms, you know, are, are, you know, almost impossible to understand, um, what, what folks are talking about, um, you know that that is an area where um, machines, even if they're trained up, you know, with English, with French, with Spanish, you know, with common language, where they absolutely fall down on what what a gamer means when he asks a specific question in game speak. So the machines mm-hmm. struggle in that respect, um, you know, to to deliver an answer, to deliver the right um, uh, help article back. You know, or to, or you know, or to the route to the right person. So my my favorite examples are where you've got large networks of gamers. You know, in in our context, you know, Xbox gamers or Riot gamers or Rockstar gamers, Um, and those gamers are actually taking those inbound customer questions, um, and with their knowledge that no other you know average person could have, categorizing them, tagging them, labeling them, um, and you know, and then helping uh, the machines deliver the right responses back um those are the most those are the most fun examples to me
1: definitely and so they've actually been able to learn the language and even like the the weird text acronyms and <laughs> everything
2: yeah, that that's right and and they can take a cluster of questions you know and if you visually imagine it you know they're dots mm-hmm. on an xy axis and then they cluster in certain groups and those clusters you know represent certain intents they're able to take that cluster and often you know when the machine says this just like looks like one big cluster about virtual Uh, currency. They're able to understand the nuances there and break that cluster into four or five different clusters. And when you break those four clusters into four or five, you're not giving one generic answer, you know, Mm -hmm. to to one generic question, which I think we're pretty familiar with. You know, systems that say, hey, thanks for your question. You know, check out these articles, you know, and it's just a a long list of library articles and they're just kind of spraying and praying and hoping they hit. Um, Yes, they're able to break it down into individual clusters um, and when you break it down into small clusters, you're able to deliver a response you know, or an article that meets exactly what the, what the customer wants. So this is, you know, we have, um, I, I'm a little bit sober about the past. I'm very optimistic about these systems moving forward. I'm, uh, it, it, you have to be sober about the failures of the last five years. Um, you know, the frustrating experiences, uh, the companies that have these successful automation rates and it's, it's, it's not uncommon to be in the low single digits, you know, only succeeding one or two or 3% of the time. Um, you know, um, they have, they have proven, um, that in today's state of the art, uh, the machines alone, um, without sustained training, without sustained insight, you know, aren't going to deliver. Um, so that, that, you know, that, that, that is the piece that we're most excited about. That, that is mm-hmm. why we, you know, uh, why we focus so heavily on the injection of human expertise into this one. Um, and then the reward model, um, to pay people for training those machines, uh, too.
0: Well, that's, yeah. And I'm glad you bring up the, the failure. So it's, this is funny timing. Now this is, uh, has to do with when we're recording this to our listeners, not when this episode actually releases, but I literally just released, uh, an episode on my YouTube channel this week essentially ranting a little bit about companies using the technology before it's ready and how damaging that is to the customer experience. So I like that you're bringing up that, you know, the, it, it's been a bit of a rough ride and I think companies, and you can speak more to this maybe, or, you know, rolling this stuff out too fast sometimes and actually damaging customer experience. Where where do you think we are in that, um, I don't know, sort of curve right now? Well,
2: uh, there's, there's, there's a couple things, you know, one I, I'm of mixed mind. Um, you know, I, I think it is, I think it's painful when, uh, these new technologies, uh, roll out, uh, and they, and, and they uh, kind of hurt the brand and they go through that kind of hype cycle of kind of needing to build themselves, uh, back into, into, uh, you know, into into, into um, a position where they're actually delivering, and you know we we went through that we went through that very painful cycle not with just with chatbots but 10 15 years prior with ivr uh, mm-hmm. right. you know, the, <laughs> yep. the agony of trying to read a credit card number <laughs> you know to a machine that would just destroy it you know read mm-hmm. it back to you um, you know we have finally in in 2019 uh, got to the point where those systems are somewhat reliable but it's been 15 years of rough ride and frustrated consumers um, <laughs> You know, uh, what I am, what I'm, uh, so, so I agree with you. What I'm, what I am optimistic about is, um, in the five case studies that we've run recently, um, when you add the human, uh, uh, component, uh, to the automation, uh, you, you know, I think across all our systems, the customer satisfaction of those automated responses is near parity with the best human experts or the neck, uh, the best human agents. Um, that is, uh, you know, I think that is. This, these are small scale tests, um, so I, I, I do not claim them to be uh, uh, definitive, you know, across every industry and every company. But but they do hold out the promise to roll this out in a way that you don't have to take twenty point brand hits. Um, I think a lot of companies are are kind of resigned to taking a brand hit, like they did uh, when they went IVR ultimately successfully, or when they went offshore ultimately unsuccessfully. Um, yes, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I think that the, uh, I don't think they have to take the brand hit. Our goal is to make sure that companies don't have to take this massive brand hit, um, and frustrate, you know, millions or billions of consumers when they, when they roll over.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's the way to do it because yeah, too, too often the the cost savings is leading and not the experience, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're that's right. That's right. I, I, I will say that, um,
2: I, that one of the one of the areas where I think we're in a promising place, um, you know we, we are getting to we are at a point right now where uh, finally the, uh, the consumer and the companies you know are agreeing on the preferred modes of interaction. And, and that's quite pleasing. And what I mean by that, you know for the last 20 years, uh, companies have wanted to get consumers off the phone into digital channels. Because they're they're cheaper and more effective, uh, consumers have kind of clung to the phone systems because the digital channels weren't performing. Um, today in 2019, if you take asynchronous messaging for example, the customers still have that goal of getting folks into a digital channel. The consumers today um, have iPhones and Android phones that are effectively no longer phones. You know, they're texting devices. They're digital messaging devices. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, that is leading itself, you know, for example, to phone volume, to call centers and customer service dropping for the first time in 20 years. Uh, and it's because the, consumer, the mode, the way that the consumers want to interact and the way the companies want to interact are finally meeting up. Uh, on the automation front, um, you know, uh, folks are finding when automation works, uh, they don't have to wait 5, 10, 15 minutes to talk to a person. Uh, so there, the, there is a meeting of the minds in 2019, uh, un, unquestionably on the messaging front, um, and to to some degree on the automation front, where where folks are aligned for the first time, and, and that's why I think 2019 is different than 2009 and, and uh, uh, 1999.
1: Well, I I think that paints a really optimistic f- view of the future too, and it makes me feel. Like, we're finally getting this thing. (laughs) So that's a great, great place to wrap up here. So, Anthony, how can people learn more about you? Where can they find you? You know, tell us where to find you.
2: Cool. The company is Directly, and the website is directly.com. And all of our contact information is on that site. And, um, you know, we make it it easy um, uh, to run a short test, 30 days or so, um, have experts train a virtual agent, um, and then show the impact of their efforts in terms of improved automation rate.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Okay. I appreciate it. It was a fun conversation.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate it.
1: Well, the robots are coming, whether we like it or not. And I like the idea that maybe they're going to be working hand in hand with real humans.
0: Sure. That's how it always <laughs> starts, Jeannie. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, there's nothing to fear from our robot overlords.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, sorry, my tinfoil hat is being fitted as we speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, but- we, we often end up here. But it's. I, I thought it was really fascinating to think about how tapping into kind of the group power of humanity can help AI learn more. I thought that was a really cool idea.
0: Right. So the, you know, the interesting thing about machine learning is the only thing a machine can learn, not the only thing I shouldn't say that way, but most of the important things that a machine is learning, it is learning from humans, not from itself. You know, it's Mm -hmm. learning from data and then from the human informed data, so to speak. Right. And I think that's always important to remember. You know, we always talk about, making the technology as human and possible. We've had a few um, conversations around, uh, you know, companies that are doing that and all of that. And I think it's, I still seeing it get lost in that video. I mentioned people using the tech before it's ready. Mm -hmm. I, I think It's just, we'll always have a job, Jeannie. We'll always have a mission. (laughs) And certainly this is not Anthony we're talking about. We're talking about the world because Anthony gets it. He was Mm -hmm. evangelizing it, but just remembering the human at the end of the technology.
1: Yep. Yep, for sure. Just like we should remember the humans listening to this right now
0: nice we haven't had a good segue <laughs> in a while nice
1: <laughs> well and you know we might have a few machines maybe we're helping them learn right now so they're definitely listening lesson though. number one be nice to everybody there you go you're welcome we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to crack the customer code crack the customer code is a proud member of c-suite radio be sure to check out all the great business content at c-suite and c-suite I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our journey mapping programs, customer experience training, workshops, and speaking at experienceinvestigators.com.
0: And I'm Adam Tupork, and while lots of people can help your machines learn, we (laughs) help your teams learn with customer service workshops and training that are bar none. So check us out at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.
1: And take care of your customers.